0: Welcome to this episode of the Successful Fashion Freelancer Podcast. You guys, this story... Oh, I always forget to introduce myself. I'm Heidi. I'm your host. But I got so excited about this story. Um, This story is so inspiring and so amazing. I am chatting with this wonderful woman named Brittany... Um, and Brittany went to fashion school. She graduated in 2006, and she never got her break in the industry. Fast forward to 2021, 16, uh, 15, 15 years later, she is a fashion freelancer. Unreal, you guys. She tried really hard to get her break in the industry, and it didn't work out. Um, she tried really hard and she wound up going into banking and then she wound up going into government work and finally in 2021 um she took the leap of faith to enroll in our freelance program our freelance accelerator from surviving to thriving uh we like to call it fast uh she took the leap to enroll in fast and within a couple weeks she had her first paying client And you should hear her introduction. She's like proudly calls herself a fashion freelancer. After 15 years of not getting her break, she finally has it. I mean, my heart is just like smiling so big for her right now just telling retelling you what you're about to hear in the interview um so quick background she comes from a military family again she had her degree but no break in the industry for 15 years um she got her first freelance project she turned it into her second freelance project by following strategies that she learned in fast to do an exceptional and kick-ass job for her client and make sure that they loved her and they hired her again and we talk a lot about. how she felt going into her first project. So not only was this intimidating because it was her first project as a freelancer, it was technically her first project in the fashion industry at all after a 15 year break from her degree. So that's just unbelievable. So she talks about how she felt going into it and then how she felt after completing the project. And it was such a transformation, and I know you're gonna resonate with this. Your heart is just gonna like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. Um, And then we also talk about tricks that she used to make sure that her client felt comfortable hiring her, even though she had no experience. So if you are starting with no or little experience, or maybe your confidence is a little bit on the lower side, listen, because we go through strategies that you can use to make sure that the client feels comfortable hiring you, even if you don't have experience, even if you don't have a ton of years of knowledge. You can kickstart and you can kick ass as a fashion freelancer. So, listen in closely. There's so much value to take out of this episode. And beyond that, I want to make sure that you have access to all of my best free resources just for freelancing and fashion. Um, you can scroll down to the show notes and click through or just head on over to SoHeidi.com freelance. S E W H E I D com slash freelance to take advantage of all of those free resources, stuff in addition to what you get here on the podcast. Um, and if you're interested in our freelance accelerator program, fast, uh, get yourself on the email list and follow me on Instagram. Cause that's where you're going to hear about it. It only opens a handful of times a year. And our students see such massive success like Brittany again even if you have no experience no matter where you live she does not live in a fashion hub you guys um so you're gonna love her story let's dive into it and get you inspired and light some fire under your tush to get your freelance career moving even if you're feeling a little uncomfortable because you maybe don't have the skills or the experience that you wish all right let's go here's Brittany Brittany, welcome to the Successful Fashion Freelancer podcast. Um, I know just a little bit of your story, but I don't know a ton, so I can't wait to hear all the details. Um, Let's start out by, why don't you introduce yourself and let everybody know who you are and what you do in fashion.
1: Okay, um, I'm really excited to be here, so thanks for having me. Uh, My name is Brittany Posey. And I am a freelance fashion designer. I help small businesses with fashion design ideas, get into production faster with fashion flats and tech packs. And I have a concentration in women's sportswear.
0: Awesome. I, your pitch is like, you're, you're, it's so concise and specific. I love it.
1: Oh, thank you. <laughs> been working on it. Yeah.
0: This year class. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> um, okay, so... Let's talk a little bit about your background. Um, did you go to fashion school? Like, what what's your history in the
1: industry? Okay, so I did go to fashion school. Um, I just, I, I did go to fashion school. And what got me there was, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I graduated high school. Okay. I knew I liked to sew um and i like to draw i was pretty <laughs> decent at those too um my mom so grandparent grandmother sewed. so i was just like okay let me do this so uh um, went to college and um you know it wasn't a lot of resources out there when i went i just kind of googled what was it, google at <laughs> the time i'm not sure maybe it was but like ask Jeeves or
0: something wait how long ago are we talking <laughs>
1: Ooh,
0: two thousand three. Okay, <laughs> so, so it might have been like Ask Jeeves.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I got on the internet at school, at high in, in my high school, okay. and um, I just Google, you know, um, universities, and so um, I, I found one. I, I went, and it was in Georgia, in Atlanta, Georgia. And, um, it was, uh, one of those ones that attract you with, you know, get started in your core classes and, you know, all that stuff, all Mm -hmm. that jazz. And, um, I, I, really enjoyed it. And so I went with the mind that I'm going to be a fashion designer. And as I took the different courses, um, I learned that I liked the behind the scenes things, like an illustration i'm with i'm not a quick hand type drawer mm-hmm. um so or illustrator so um i was more into the technical things pattern making the tech pack like that really kind of got me and then i took my um, tailoring course and i i really thought that's where i was going because i really did enjoy that class mm-hmm. um so um I graduated uh, with my BFA, and at that time, um, I I had a job lined up with a uh, really popular like jeans company, and um, so I'm from Alabama, so it was back in Alabama, and um, so I went and did that, but it was like an hour away from where I lived, and so. Um, I worked in fashion when, well, I worked in retail when I was in college and I never really liked it, but I just, that was just kind of the only thing that came up for me. I applied to so many things, Um, you know, that was really the only thing that came up. So I was like, okay, I'll take this. It was like a manager type uh, position um, program. And um, I was like, okay, well, I'll work my way up through this company and get into the corporate office.
0: <laughs> and, um, Wait, hold on. So the, this job you had lined up after college was mm-hmm. in a denim company, but it was in a retail position. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Gotcha. I just wanted to clarify. Okay. And, but you were thinking, well, it's a cool company. Maybe I just get my foot in the door here and then I can grow, like you said, grow into the corporate side of things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. All yeah. right. So keep going. I just wanted to clarify that.
1: Okay, no problem. So that was my thinking. And so when I graduated, um, me and my cousin um, that was in Massachusetts at the time, we both graduated at the same time. And so we wanted to take a trip to California. And so um, as a gift, my uncle was like, hey, I'll fly you out. And so we flew out to California. But I did it around the time that Style Careers was having a... um, job fair so mm -hmm. so went out there went to LA downtown LA and went to the job fair took my portfolio (laughs) and um (laughs) it was just it was so cool just seeing like all the like booths of the um, different brands there and um you know so I was handing out my resume and Show them our portfolio. I, I didn't have anything to, like, leave them with, you know. Um, so it was just my resume. And um, so I, we did that, left, and seeing California and then seeing, because we went and stayed with my cousins on dad, and just seeing how, like, expensive, because we were like, okay, we're going to come to California, and we're going to get jobs, and we're going to get an apartment. And we went <laughs> and looked at, like, apartments. And it was so expensive. I I could not believe how expensive it was. And so once, you know, we did the trip and then we did some other things and then we came back and like, we never spoke about going to California again. Oh
0: no. (laughs) So you didn't, you didn't hear back from any jobs or anything?
1: I did not hear back from, well, I did not hear back. um, And I wasn't sure if I applied to them while I was there if I did it online, but I did hear back from Walmart okay um at their corporate office in um is it Bantonville arkansas I think I think it's in Arkansas it was at the time,
0: okay, okay,
1: um that was like two thousand seven so um so yeah i I heard from them, and they called me, and they were like, hey, you applied for I forget what job it was. I was like, no, it's not the job I applied for. And they were like, oh, well, I'm sorry. (laughs) And that was that. And I was like, oh my God, why did I say that? (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) And I never heard from them ever since. And so like, I like kicked myself. I was like, why did I say that? But I, I I don't remember applying for that job, but maybe somebody had my resume or, you know, they had called me for that job. I, I, they didn't take the time to really figure it out. So maybe they did that around number do but anyway, so, um, so yeah, I, I, so at that time, I was still at the job at the jean company and um, I just, I just didn't like retail. It just wasn't for me. So I, um, I, what did I do? I started working at a fabric company, and um well I, I don't guess it matters. I can say the company it's the gene company was Buckle. It was Buckle. And then um I went to work for handcuff fabrics. <laughs> and so, you know, they're you know not in business anymore, but that was really great because I got to meet like a lot of people that came in and just, you know, did a lot of their own thing. And um Another lady that I met, and I also had this in mind when I knew that I was going back to Alabama, was that Saks Fifth Avenue was headquartered in Birmingham. Oh, I didn't know that. Interesting. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. At that time, um, they were headquartered there. And um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to try to get in there. And so happened, a lady came in and I was, you know, we were just chatting and, told her that, you know, I had went to school for fashion, and you know, you know, I would like to work in the industry and she, and then she told me I work for Texas Avenue. I'm like, she was like, I'm a designer. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, me and her ended up exchanging, um, contacts and, um, I, I told her I was really into like fashion flats. And so, I I don't remember how it happened, but either we met up or she came back to the store, but she like showed me like a lot of her um, fashion flats. And I'm like, wow, you know, like this is, you know, I know I need at the time needed some improvement, but I'm like, this is just really good. Just to see like what designers are doing for these big brands. Yeah. And she gave them to me. I still have them actually. Oh, wow. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, me and her we chatted and she wanted me to, to like help um with some of her fashion class. So I'm like, okay, cool, this is awesome. And then so like we emailed and like I never heard back from her. Oh, <laughs> I like, know. <what> <laughs> and so I'm like, you know, I don't want to be pushy. So I'm like, hmm, okay, I don't know what happened, but yeah, all right, whatever. So <laughs> So that was at, you know, I was working at Hancock Fabrics and then, um, I worked there for a little while and then being around fabric, it's just, it was just too much inspiration. Like I was, my whole check was just going back to them. So I was like, <laughs> I can't do this. You were paying them to work there. <laughs> right. Uh, but I, it was some great people that were there. So a lot of older ladies. So it's like, you know, I'm just younger, fresh out of college. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know how that is. So, yeah. um, yeah. So, yeah, I really enjoyed working there, but I was like, I, I got to get something closer to home. So, by right then, I was like, 45 minutes working. And then, so, I started just applying for jobs. job. Then, it was like, okay, I need to get closer to home and just get something, you know, that pays decent. And so, I applied for jobs and, um I got a job at a bank. Um, one of my old high school friends, like, actually saw my resume. It's like, oh, I know her. And so <laughs> I started working at a bank. So and- nothing
0: related to – had you – like, I want to know, like, where were you at kind of, like, mentally right now? So you had graduated with this degree. You had some idea in your head of what your career might be like. It went to, you know, working at the buckle and then working at a fabric store and now working at a bank. So, like, where were you at mentally at this point in terms of, like, you had wanted to do this work in fashion and now you're at a bank? What were you feeling like then?
1: I was just like, you know, I'm just going to have to do something on my own. You know, I had even thought about, um, like, interning, like, with a tailor because I was interested in tailoring. Mm -hmm. And so, one that was um, close to me was like 30 minutes away. So like I went up there um, to like talk to the owner and they just weren't interested in um, like an intern or apprentice type thing. Mm, So I was like, okay, well I'll just sew on my own and, you know, design and pattern make my own stuff. And so I, you know, I just started doing stuff on my own and then went into the whole bank thing um just just doing my own thing and um so that's that's kind of where I was I was like I'm just gonna have to do this on my own and just try to you know figure it out and then once I got to the bank I just felt like you know maybe it's not meant and then I was also tinkering with the thought of going to get my master's um and so there was a um a dual master's and PhD program um, at Auburn University. Okay. Um, and so I actually, and I was really into like, um, like the aesthetic or the, the type of like feel, like what fabrics do, like what, uh, what type of fabric, you know, can you get that's going to keep you from, you um, that's gonna keep you dry, you know, like if you're okay. working out or something like that. Yeah. Cause I coming I, I mean, back to me now, like I was really into Under Armour. Okay. And so I was like, oh that might be really good. Cause so they had like a program for like polymers and fibers. Okay. And like, okay, you know, maybe I'll do that. And then like I already had student debt and I was like I really don't want to get <laughs> um student loan debt um anymore so I was like I have to figure out how to pay for it but I just didn't go that route um and so I just gotta say this I brought up all but I am a road type t- fan so just <laughs> people know but um so after yeah after I kind of just figured out I need to do something else that's just going to pay the bills and um you know, pay my student loans. I actually ended up moving to Texas, and then um, I took a job with um, the federal government. So oh. that's what I've, been, yeah. So that's what I've been doing the past twelve years. So, um, so yeah. And through that time, um, these past twelve years, I've just been sewing and just doing pattern things on my own. Um, but I mentioned, you know, doing fashion flats and, um, tech packs, but, uh, I really didn't think that I could do that freelancing. Like, I just thought in my mind that I had to work for a company to do that. Okay. Um, so yeah, like I never even tried. Um, you know, like on my own, like it was all just pattern making for me, like doing, making my own patterns, you know, just so I can show something that I can do something. Yeah. Just self-directed projects. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I never thought about that.
0: Okay. So you go to fashion school, get some jobs in like retail that are, you know, textile clothing related, but you're, you're not actually like, you know, designing or doing any of the behind the scenes stuff go to the bank, wind up working for the government. Um, so no like actual work experience in the industry, but now you're freelancing and you have your first client. And I I really want to talk about where you're at with this first project. Um, okay. So first of all, I, and I also want to talk about like your mindset of like, you didn't think <clears throat> that you could freelance only with, tech pack and fashion flat skills. Um, why did you
1: think that? I didn't. I I think for me, because during college and after college, it was all about working for a company. Okay. Um, And having that experience um, working for a, com- a fashion company. So was so it I more... Like, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, I felt like that's where that Experience had to come from for me to do that.
0: So it sounds like it was more that you just felt like the the route that you go in this industry is you get a job, as opposed mm-hmm. to you couldn't start freelancing.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. For what I because I wasn't really into this like being a fashion designer. Like uh-huh. I wanted to do what I call it the behind the scenes work. Right. Um, I felt like I needed to work for someone to do that. Okay. But now you're working
0: on your first freelance project.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's How's, crazy. I want to hear uh, about it. Um, it, it. We've done two projects already so Wait, far it like, already
0: turned into a second project? Mm-hmm,
1: yep. Oh my gosh, uh, amazing. And um, how I got my first client was through the strategy session. Yeah, <laughs> okay,
0: yeah. So so as part of the um, the freelance course that you're in, right, you and I did a, a strategy session on Instagram Live, and there was someone on there who needed your services. So you guys wound up connecting, <clears throat> which is how a lot of freelance, I mean, there's ways you can go out and pitch and proactively get the work, but there's also a lot of great opportunity for um, freelance gigs to kind of, and I'm going to say fall in your lap, but you know, just through like relationships and, and connecting with people and, and putting yourself out there. So, um, okay, so you connected with her and you guys kickstarted your first project. Tell us a little bit about like what the project was and what was the process like and the experience like for you doing that project and navigating it as like your first, not only your first project as a freelancer, but truly your first. Um, industry project right? would, would that be fair to say yeah yeah okay yeah, okay perfect. so tell us a little uh, bit about the project what
1: was it like so how are you
0: feeling like how'd you navigate it? all the things
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay well um because you know I had already entered your course and you know just check some things out like I really just use the tips that you put in your course like um he sent me a dm and um you know asked could we um have a um a zoom call so you know and then i just let him know that you know are you looking for um fashion flats and tech packs and he was like yeah so i was like okay well you know we can have a call and so um and so you have a. And so I had to skip ahead in the course. <laughs> the course. Like,
0: how, what do I how, yeah. how do I do this call?
1: <laughs> yeah, and so um, so I was like, okay, this is from your discovery call. So um, so we um, had the Zoom call, and um, I went through the questions um, that you recommend. You know, asking, and um, it, it's he already. Um, kind of have like some, I guess, development experience because I think he's like actually working in the manufacturing, um, industry. Okay. I could be wrong, but that's, that's what I got from him. Um, because he had access to, um, um, sample makers, um, uh, sample clothing makers. Okay. And, um. And what else did he mention? So, so yeah. So I, I think they had told him, or either because he follows you as well, that he knew that he needed some um, fashion flats and okay. he needed a tech pack. Okay. Okay. Um, so, um, so that kind of made it easier for me because he kind of knew what he was looking for. Um, but I guess really just narrowing down like his um like target market and you know what he's looking for you know the next six months or so um just kind of still working those things out but knows that he needs these things for um production sure sure so, mm-hmm. so um so that's kind of where you know we went with it and um he sent me, you know, like his inspiration and everything. So I just, you know, if it, it, and it felt so great just <laughs> working with, um, with him and just like, you know, his, um, you know, just his thoughts on sustainability and just, you know, being the overall like conscious, um, business. So, um, but it, it was it was really good. Um, so we did like a trial um, project, and um, then we went into um, he liked my work, and then we went into a second project. Or um, so I think. First we did, I think we did two two fashion flats, and then a second we did. He asked for like a, um, uh, different shirt styles. So, yeah. So, yeah. And we did those. And so he's still working on his next steps. So, you know, maybe he'll come back and we'll yeah. get to work together. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it went really well. He, yeah. Uh, he, was, he was a really great first client. Um, That's amazing. So, mm-hmm. Um.
0: Well, congratulations. I'm really, really proud of you for not only like successfully navigating the first project, but like clearly doing such a great job that it very quickly turned into a second project. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is how I talk about this in the course a lot, but this is how your freelance career grows. You get those first three, four, five clients and you do a really good job for them and you and you know using all the strategies that you've learned in the course you make sure to pay attention to their needs and and do exceptional work and then that turns into more projects which then turns into referrals and it just really grows organically from there um, so clearly you are already doing a great job because it so quickly turned into project number two um, And then just to clarify for the listeners you use the trial rate project which, you go in for the first project at a slightly lower rate sort of to mm-hmm. prove you're, you're still getting paid, but you're kind of proving yourself on a small project and then assuming mm-hmm. they like your work, you go up to a higher rate. Um, so you use that. It sounds like it, that strategy worked really, really well.
1: It did. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Um, so tell me a little bit more about like, how does it feel? So like, I mean, it sounds like, you know, fashion and this, this work, has always been a dream for you. You went to school for it and then it never really came to fruition. Here we are, let's say you graduated in 07. It sounded like, so here we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, 2006. Okay. Mm -hmm. So here we are 15 years later and no real experience in the industry, but you have your degree and you're still feeling so passionate about this and you get your first paying project that turns into a second paying project. Like, that's amazing.
1: How yeah. did, how did it feel? It felt awesome. It was like, you know, I was telling my best friend um, that we went to school together, like, can you believe that? Like, I'm doing this. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. <laughs> what did she say? Like, she was like really excited because she's from a small town as well. And so it's just like, you know, actually kind of doing those things, and I'm not really in like, I'm in Columbus, Ohio, so I'm not like, in a huge fashion hub, although I learned when I got here, Columbus is the third largest for fashion designer residents.
0: Oh, really? I didn't know that. Interesting.
1: Yeah, um, there was like an article or something that came out. Um, I should have looked up where it came from, but yeah, um, and it's really huge, and so Um I'm I'm excited. I've been connecting more with people here in um in Columbus and Fashion. They have so many like organizations. Um they have the Columbus Fashion Council, they have um I think it's called Fashion Week Columbus. Um and like, I, I recently went to an event that they had, they had a um, designer from California and like, I actually got to like do some of my market, ask some of my market research questions. I was like, okay, oh, you did. Awesome. <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah. How did that go? It went really good. Cause I had, had one call um, with a really young designer. Um, he's still in high school, but like he's, doing so much and so I was able to kind of like give him some information but you know he helped me understand like you know where he's coming from mm-hmm. from a young designer standpoint but yeah. um, the designer in um, California so I asked the question about um, what about production No, know what about development um, you find you have the most issues with and he said um, with sizing with grading Mm -hmm. and I was like oh really so um he went on you know to say that if he wanted to go into plus size that would have to be like a whole uh, that would be another like part of his business to to make his designs look as well um for you know for I guess the size that he currently has Mm -hmm. he would have to do more um something different for that and so um so I was like that really that helped me and then the designer hosting it um you know he was able to go in a little bit more in depth and um you know ask well provide information so that was really helpful um for me because I feel like I've always dabbled with pattern making but I feel like I'm so um, hard on myself when it comes to pattern making because it, to me it's so tedious and like I want it to be perfect. <laughs> so, I, um, I, and I, I'm not trying to do it right now because I want to, you know, just get started. And I know fashion flats and tech packs is something that I can do, um, but maybe long term or you know I'll do more uh just do more learning and practicing on um pattern making and and possibly grading um because I remember when I was looking into your fashion into your um master class, someone asked that your class um include grading, and you, you would be honest and you said no, and you recommended a course and so. I was like I appreciate that and even though I was looking for that the master class was still for me um and so that's why I joined um but you know I think maybe later on that might be something that I I may try to niche down to um so just just like you said that um customer research is um uh, very important so I think um I think that might be something that I try to do later on. Interesting.
0: And you're learning that because you're talking to people trying to understand, like you said, where they're coming from and Mm -hmm. what their needs and challenges are and how you can help them with that. Mm -hmm. So it's giving you ideas of how you might adjust your services accordingly because you're like, oh, I'm finding this need in the market. Um, So I love that. This is amazing, Brittany. I'm so excited for you. (laughs)
1: <laughs> thank you yeah good. um so yeah it's it's just been really good and um just being a member of the um the group here it's it's you know just them providing like the information like and it, and it kind of they do a range of things but and getting to learn things about the fashion industry and um and, you know just having those people in the room where if you're a fashion designer and you're trying to, you know, promote your, um, your brand, like they talked about how, um, you can like how to work with Dallas and like, how do have a contract, how mm-hmm. there's a pool free. Yeah. Like I had no idea, you know, <laughs> you know, about those things. I just, you know, know, on TV, how they show a, um, you know, a rack of clothing and, <laughs> They pick out what they're gonna wear, but you know the logistics of that and how they actually those clothes got there. Yeah. Um, so, and it, it, it's it's been really good. Like a lot has happened. Like since I just you know made the decision to start the course. So
0: yeah, which was um, not long. ago. I mean, where where are we? I mean, what was it? Maybe like I think in April. So April? Yeah. So like a, just like two months ago. Um. Mm-hmm. Which is amazing. So huge congrats on that. But you're, I mean, I, I really see something in you. Like you're putting yourself out there. You're doing the hard things. You're, um, I mean, how, how have you felt on this whole journey? Like how did you feel <clears throat> going into that project? Were you feeling confident? Were you feeling like a little bit nervous? What was your What were your emotions going into mm-hmm. that first project?
1: I was feeling nervous because... I wasn't sure exactly how long it was going to take me. Okay. Um, So I just, you know, I just kind of, I figured how long it might take me, but I was like, okay, let me just do this range. I think I said four, six to eight hours. I think I said, um, because I just, I just didn't know. (laughs) And so, um, But I did it. I got it done within the time. And I was like, okay, now you can. Because I was, like, timing myself every time I picked it up, you know, stopped. I didn't do it all in one day. Um, So, um, because, you know, he gave me a time frame. And he didn't seem to be in a hurry for it. But um, I did do it within, like, I think a week. Okay. Um, So... um, so, yeah, it, I was, like, you know, nervous. And then, like, once I got finished, like, I kept making edits. And I'm like, okay, just stop because it's sentence test. And, you know, and then so, like, we had a Zoom call so we could go over, you know, if he had any revisions or anything. Um, and he didn't really, you know, more me uh, wanting to do, more for you know to make sure it it looked good and um and professional so okay. um I I think it was it was it, I was nervous to begin with but once I did the first project like I felt better and um you know I was able to do the second project um a little faster
0: good
1: <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm. So, so there
0: this is so amazing. And I wanna like highlight a couple things here that I think are really important. Um first is going into these projects, your even your first, second, third, fifth, tenth project, um, especially with like new clients each time, you it's very normal to feel nervous. Um and it's very normal to be unsure of like, well, how long is this gonna take me? And you just you do the best that you can, and you know, it sounds like your first project and then your second project with him went smoothly. It doesn't always go that way. There might be some mistakes, you might mess up on like how long you estimated it's gonna take. Um, <clears throat> but that's okay. You go through and it's a learning experience. There's ways to handle all these situations that come up, and I don't know how much more you've gone through the course, but you know, I talk a, a lot about how to handle all these different scenarios that can happen. Um, like what if you underestimated the project or what if the client keeps asking for a bunch of revisions and you didn't really include that in the bid? So there's ways to do that. But I just want to highlight that it's really normal to go into these projects and feel a little nervous, a little unsure. Um, and you, you know, there's strategies you can follow, but at some point you just have to dive in and do it and like learn firsthand. And that's what you're doing, which is mm-hmm. so amazing. Um, and then I also want to point out too, uh, aside from this project, because this is, this is a, a remote project. I'm not sure where he's located, but he's not located where you are, right?
1: No, he's not. Okay. I, I think he's in California. Okay, okay. But you
0: still, you talked about earlier, I I, I wanted to say something earlier, and I didn't, but Saks Fifth Avenue is located in, like, what would you say, in Alabama?
1: At the time, they were. Okay, I, they're not anymore. I'm pretty sure. I think they're, I don't know if they're, you know, I think they got bought out by Bilk. Oh, um, did they? you know what? I really
0: don't know. I probably should know this, but I don't. I th- okay.
1: I think they did because, yeah, their office closed in, okay. in Birmingham. Okay. So, yeah. But now
0: you're in Columbus and there's a lot of fashion stuff going on. And, um, you know, a lot of students in the program and a lot of other freelancers that I know just in general, they don't live in fashion hubs. Like, first of all, there's these interesting little niche industries these little niche fashion industries in a lot of different cities they've got their like local fashion hub um no matter how big or small the city is there's typically some type of community so there's always opportunity to like put yourself out there there and like connect with people on that level
1: um mm-hmm. you know
0: whether or you know there's Saks Fifth Avenue in Alabama or used to be but still the point is i mean they're not in New York or they're not in like LA Um, Alabama, Birmingham, Alabama, I wouldn't coin as a fashion hub, (laughs) Uh, right? Right. So the point is that a lot of people think, oh, I need to live in a fashion hub. And you don't, because first of all, as a remote freelancer, you can work with brands anywhere in the world. But then beyond that, there still is so much more opportunity in these random places than I think people really understand.
1: Yeah, I I agree because, you know, just doing the research on, like, how you said, just look at brands in the store and just look them up. Yeah. Like, just seeing where they are. Like, I noticed a lot of things are, like, in Washington and, like, um, the state. And so um, I'm, I'm just like, okay. You know, I feel like I have confidence to like work with anyone you know even yeah. international
0: that's amazing um,
1: so um you know to me now it i'm not worried about where the job is um or well where the the brand is um because i feel like i can do it remotely so yeah
0: you absolutely uh, can
1: yeah and you know, being remote now is really important because what really, another reason that really drove me into looking into, well, actually starting my business is because, um, we're military family. So we and, um, you know, I just really needed something of my own because, you know, it's not guaranteed that I'm going to have a job at the next um, location. Yeah. So, um, You know, with this move, because we've moved a couple of times um, in the last four years, so it's like you know I really would like to have something going and set up before we move again. Yeah. So uh, you will. I know you will. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel confident now that that's awesome. No matter what happens, that's awesome. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Brittany, I'm so impressed with you and you should be really proud of yourself. Um, you've come so far in such a short time, you know, especially starting, you know, you had your fashion school background, of course, but it had been a long break between. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, you were really starting from, from a, you know, a very baseline position. Um, Mm -hmm. and you're already out there doing the work and this is so great. Um, I know there's going to be so much more to come for you. We'll have to have you on the show again to do a catch-up in the future. Um, I'd love to know, um, the question I ask everybody at the end of the interview is, what is one thing people never ask you about being a fashion freelancer that you wish they would?
1: Hmm. I haven't been one very long. <laughs> that's okay. And a lot of people I know don't even know that I'm doing this. Yeah, so. that's fair. Um, so you can
0: kind of rework it. Just like, <laughs> what would you like to talk about as far as being a fashion freelancer? Like, what, what really excites you about the work that you'd like mm. to share with people?
1: Um, I For me, it is the um, conception process. Um, Just bringing it all together. Like, you know, your ideas, your, you know, your um, color inspiration and just um, putting that to pen to paper and then paper to, you know, a a, um, AI, you know, document, like that fashion flat, like it, it just, it really does excite me because I like seeing them, you know, like how you get to set them all up on my line sheet. I'm like, yeah. this is to be something great. That's so, so cool. Just <laughs> So, yeah, that's, that's really what excites me um, yeah. about what I'm doing now is that these little lines and curves that I'm creating is going to create a physical, like, product.
0: Yeah. So, that's super yeah, cool you, yeah. that is really cool um I love that that's a really like your mindset in that is so beautiful because I, I think a lot of people in fashion can look at like oh, drawing flats and illustrator they're like Bleh. I mean I'm a big illustrator <laughs> nerd so like that's not me but I think a lot of people feel that way but then where your head goes is, I'm drawing all these like curves and shapes that are then going to become this beautiful garment. So it's such a, such a great way that you approach that mentally. I love it. Really, really cool. Um, yeah, I
1: appreciate
0: that. yeah of course. So Brittany, if people want to connect with you, maybe they need a freelancer to do tech packs and flats and <laughs> illustrator. What's the best way for people to find you online?
1: Okay, I'm on Instagram at BAM Design Lab, so B-A-M-D-S-I-G-N-L-A-B. BAM Design and, Lab, um, okay. That's Bram. Mm-hmm, um, awesome. I have other accounts, and they're, they're the same BAM Design Lab. Okay.
0: Awesome. Well, we will link to that in the show notes so people can connect with you. And thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. It was really fun to get to hear about your story. Congrats again. And I'm so excited for um, your journey to just explode more than it already has.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Successful Fashion Freelancer Podcast. I really hope you love Brittany's story as much as it was a pleasure for me to interview her and share it with you here on the podcast. Um, Also, a quick thank you and shout out to my husband, Mark, who does all of the editing and makes the show sound good in your ears, as well as my right hand rock star, Tara, who does a lot of the moving pieces and parts behind the scenes to make the show possible and to get the guests and do all the things that require uh, getting a podcast out the door. It's a lot of things. So thank you to those two people as well as thank you to you. Um, if you are like feeling a little bit stuck in your freelance career or if you want to get started like Brittany, definitely check out my free resources, sohide.com freelance. Scroll down the show notes and you can click right through to those. Um, and you'll also find out about our Freelance Accelerator from Surviving to Thriving. We like to call it F.A.S.T. You'll also find out um, about our F.A.S.T. program and all the resources that we have available within that program to help you kick ass as a freelancer like Brittany is doing. She is one of our students. Um, So get yourself on the email list. Follow me on Instagram. That's how you're going to find out when that program opens. It only opens a handful of times a year. And... Uh besides that I want to give you a ton of more free resources that you don't see here on the podcast or don't hear here on the podcast. Um I think that's really it. Yeah, thanks so much for listening. If you guys like the show, um a huge thing you can do is write a review and leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. It's like pulling teeth to get those things, let me tell you. Um I don't know why, it's so tough. It takes like 30 seconds. So if you have 30 seconds right now, I'd be so grateful. Um they really do mean a lot for the show and I'd love to hear your feedback and thoughts, and hopefully this is really valuable for you. All right, I hope you're having a lovely day, whatever it is that you're doing while you're listening, and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye!